1: great to be back with you folks we certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our lord and savior jesus christ servant meaningfully and uh folks i'm fired up so on the other side i'm not even sure i know that uh kevin can be found somewhere in wisconsin this morning kevin tell us where are you today
2: (laughs) I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, sir.
1: He's still in Madison. And and let me tell you, if you've never been to Madison, uh, what a beautiful little city up there. And and pray for Kevin. He's got some camper repairs going on. He's actually sending a letter out. There's things going on. If you could help with that, contact us over at... uh, Wounded Spirits, we're trying to raise up some money. Kevin's slide out a real big one on the side of His coach is really causing some problems. It's going to be thousands of dollars. And it looks like a church blew up his power box because their power wasn't all set up. So there's another thing added on top of that. And folks, this is what I know the devil hates Kevin. The devil hates all of us who serve him and step out to serve him in a meaningful way. And I just, just join us in praying about that. If you can do something, contact me, contact Kevin. Uh, We'll tell you how to go ahead and do that. So Kevin, how's things going?
2: Things are going remarkably well. Um, Yeah. The power box blew up and. I'm actually here with two extension cords running in through the windows <laughs> to keep the, keep the place warm. It's kind of chilly up here, and uh, it's I've got my uh, screen up in front of me, which is which is great. That's powered by the uh, garage ext- uh, outlet, and then got uh, got everything that I need. So no. Comp- God, well, God
1: is good. God is so good. And 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 folks, so since the last time we saw you, Kevin and I have been all over the place. I, I don't remember where Debbie and I just came back from, but we, oh, I know where we were. We were in Bemidji, Minnesota, and God I was great. Feeling. Kevin was there, and uh, we, we had a good time up there, and, and mm-hmm. God did a work. And folks, pray for Bemidji in that area. There's some people up there that are really trying to do some things that are meaningful and make a difference. If you think about it, pray for our brother, Jeff, who's really leading up a ministry at night while being a therapist during the day. So many things going on, him and his sweet wife, Shar, and what a blessing they were to us. And so here we are, Kevin, we've been moving along with, you know, like the question of the day. So, so today, you know, I typed in difficult, difficult questions, youth Bible quiz. And so I typed in difficult questions in the youth Bible quiz, quiz came open. And uh, first question in Austin, which book of the Bible uh, do we read about Haman?
2: That would be the
1: book of Esther. There we go. Look at that, folks. We're 100% on this Monday. This Monday is meant to be this morning. Uh, so today we want to talk about the word compassion. We're going to see that in the scripture. We find ourselves moving forward with the life of Christ. We find ourselves moving forward uh, looking at the book of John, looking at all these intricacies, and, and boy, how God has um, in our lives given us so much through the book of John, through other books, showing us Christ, Christ alone is changing our lives. And, and when I think about compassion, there's so many verses to include where we're going today. So I'll, I'll skip John, but the Bible reminds us in Ephesians 4.32, it says, that, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiven one another, even as God, for Christ's sakes, has forgiven you. So here we are, we're looking at what God has for us, and he says, listen, be kind to one another, have compassion, make a difference, and uh and and christ shows us as he shows us this in the book of mark six and uh Verse number 34, and Jesus, when he came out, he saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd, and began to teach them many things. Our Lord and Savior is a compassionate Lord and Savior. Our Lord and Savior tells us to bear ye one another uh, burdens and to fulfill the law of Christ. And folks, can I tell you, Christ is about compassion. Christ is about love. Christ is about uh, dying for our sins. Christ is about making a difference be that person be that person that's different today be that person that stands up in a a world full of people turning their backs what are you thinking Kevin compassion this morning
2: yeah you just kind of hit on some of the stuff I was thinking Uh, it says in the book of Jude and some have compassion making a difference others say with fear hating even the garment spotted by the flesh uh, or pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So, you know, I I took that and made a slide. And in fact, I showed it here in Madison Sunday night that um, some have compassion, others. So there's two, seems like there's two people groups there. And to me, the compassion group Is especially when you look at the life of Jesus, it's the people who have things done to them, victims of abuse, Uh, Hamas comes in, tears the place up, kills half your family. I mean, there's 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 no space for anything other than a listening ear to people like that. And then once you earn their trust to give them the answer. But that is that's compassion. And then the you know, the other side is if if. So that's thing's done to you, but some have compassion. They've been through some stuff, but then there's things done by you. And if something's done, if I was talking to Hamas guy, the Bible says, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, even, or hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So there's things done by them. So sins, addictions, awful things committed, just anything that any of us do. and We're all sinners. We fail every day. Those are the kind of things they need. You know, you would say they need some confrontation. They need courage, not so much compassion, although it's all compassion. I get that. But of some having compassion, would be the victims of abuse people who have been narcissistically messed with over their lives. And brother, so many people go into those uh, yeah. counseling sessions and, and they, they got a judging tone. They're like, well, this is what I went through. And they just assume the other people need what they had and, or what, would help them. And, and so I, just everything you said, Doug, we just need to be that, have that heart of Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: Have that compassion today, like Kevin's saying. Have that that heart of Jesus Christ. Really, there's two sides of this. is having the heart of Jesus Christ or having a root of bitterness. Because, uh, you know, whatever the devil grows, it doesn't root itself in the Scripture. It doesn't root itself in our... Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So that's good, brother. We find ourselves moving on with the life of Christ. We're, we're in the book of John. Where today we're going to be looking, this morning we're going to be looking at John 11, 33 through 38. We, we know that the Lord has come along. He's come along to Mary and Martha. He's, uh, he, we've been following along with the book of John. We find him in verse 33, When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. And then we got that great, shortest verse of the Bible in the English language, Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold, he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again groaned unto himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. You know, this won't be the last time that Jesus goes to a grave with a stone laid upon it, and mm-hmm. and uh, and here we are, folks. And and Jesus is hearing about his friend Lazarus, and, and and there he is, and he and he weeps, he weeps when we his loved ones, he weeps with we. Uh, when we die, he weeps when we're hurt and he hurts when we're hurt. And he, he groaned over the, you know, the unbelief he groaned over the things he had to go through, but I'm amazed again, going back to Jesus compassion there, um, you know, he sees the sorrow of Mary and the others and, and, uh, and they, that come to mourn. And, and he's got this great capacity, greater than any of us can have. There's great humanity, even though he's a hundred percent human. He's a hundred percent God. He shows us, he models us this great capacity for humanity, for loving and understanding, for understanding people who are on the, uh, the terrible side of mourning, the terrible side of grief, the terrible side of bereavement, and 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 he just weeps. And uh, though he's fully divine, folks, over and over again we say this: though he's one hundred percent God, he's also fully human. Human. He understands. He's he's sharing this grief, and it shows the depth of his emotions. Kevin, the depth of uh, you know here is this great God. Uh, who's 100% God, 100% savior can change the world. We, we got a minute before the break, Kevin, but here he is. And he's showing the depth of, of his emotions, the depth of his love, the depth of his humanity.
2: Yeah. You know, I was having a lunch yesterday. A guy came to fix my coach, helped me with my coach and excuse me. He, uh, He took me to this mom and pop restaurant, really nice little spot. We had some like a late breakfast and he told me the story about how he was, he was actually a missionary and he was traveling somewhere and his wife died on the way there. They were moving and his wife died. And I could just, you just feel the heart of his compassion for his wife. Brother, I just started, uh, I mean, my tears welled up in my eyes and you know what? I just don't, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be able to feel their pain and it takes the love of god shed abroad in our hearts by the holy spirit wow
1: that's great brother and that's where i want to be too and i i'm glad you ran into that brother i think i know who you're talking about hey folks hang with us a minute what kevin said exactly there's a there's a depth that comes in christ doug will
0: return shortly Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
1: What a loving God we serve. And uh, I was thinking as Kevin was talking there a minute ago about uh, just trusting God's timing. I, I mean, I'm over and over again in my mind, I keep on going back to, Lord, why didn't you leave right away? Why didn't you heal from there? And then for God's sake, he made a difference. He, he shows up, he's showing up at the grave. He's, uh, you know, there's, there's some compassion, there's some empathy. And, and this is what I'm thinking, Kevin, you know, when people die, when people leave us, and they're going to, until the Lord calls us home, until, until the this shooting match on this side is all done, people are going to, you know, they're, they're going to pass over. They're going to cross over. They're going to cross that river. And, and uh, when they do, I think we can make a tremendous difference by displaying empathy, by displaying compassion, by caring about people. And I think there's an example here from Christ in the way we should act. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to hug a hold of somebody. It's okay to go with them to the grave. It's okay to hold them at the funeral yard. It's okay to do those things, Kevin. It's okay to make a difference in that way.
2: Well, it is. It's needed. It's it's okay. It's this is don't don't ever feel like you're you need to turn on the tough love to someone who's been through stuff like that because Jesus wept. Now, Jesus had love, and he was tough sometimes, but we're talking again about someone who has been blindsided by grief, and and honestly, in any situation, even if someone has done something wrong, the best thing to do is to earn their respect, earn their trust, that you do care, and you want to provide for them a way of, of victory if they've done something or if something's been done to them, a way of healing but uh, the, yeah this this whole thing of Jesus coming there and weeping he I'm thinking Doug, how many times people say I could have told you or I told you or I, I didn't I tell you or they come at it from the standpoint of their own experience or what they have done and <clears throat> that is hurtful to oftentimes to the nth degree because you know, Again, if someone has undergone the loss of someone, they want they're feeling avoidance already. Mary and Martha were in their home weeping, crying secretly. There was mourners gathered around them, the mourners who were giving them space. Just read about the preceding verses. And so when Jesus showed up, he listened and he wept. He could have said, you know, um, I told Adam and Eve not to sin and that it would bring forth death and here you are, didn't you know, now look what I got to do. I got to deal with the aftermath of something I already warned you, you, this human race about. And he didn't do that. Instead, he went to the heart of the individual that was there and led them to the peace and hope that comes with the savior. And you're exactly right, Doug. The way he handled this is the way that we should handle stuff. What
1: an example it should be for all of us. I agree, brother. And, you know, thinking about that stone at the grave, that's like this obstacle we see in our lives. There's so many obstacles in our life. And uh, th- this morning I was I was just thinking through chapter 11 in the book of John and, and such a great chapter. Many think the greatest chapter in the book of John. And obviously we see Lazarus and all the different things in Christ and Mary and Martha and things of that nature though I would believe that uh, when Christ is crucified and rose again it's a little bit better but you know this is what I'm thinking about Kevin too I'm, I'm led back to a place for those of us among us who've heard those words hey it's inoperable you know hey man uh, listen I'm really sorry but uh, you're not going to get better um, we're going to refer you to hospice where we're, we're going to do palliative care and and all those types of things, and and I think chapter 11, uh, the book of John is there for those two. I think Psalm 23 is there. The the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still water. He restoreth my soul. And I think there's two sides we can walk away with this, that we should be grieving. There should be bereavement, but we should be celebrating life, and we should be celebrating our Savior with those who are at the end. We should be celebrating... Um, what a great, what a wonderful God, what a great God, the plans we have for our lives, the lives that people have had already. And I I guess, Kevin, I'm trying to draw a comparison that, you know, uh, God shows up and he changes things. And we know in just a minute, uh, tomorrow, Lazarus is going to come back to life. God's going to bring him back to life. But I'm, I'm thinking, Kevin, that this also pertains to those we live with. This also pertains to those who are hearing the bad news, who are on the other side of great, and and how we should be with them, and the compassion we should show for them, and the empathy we should show for them, and we should hold their hand, and we should we should be with them. I mean, what are you thinking?
2: Yeah, boy, there are two two sides to this thing, and this is what I'm thinking. In any situation that God shows up in, that's the best situation in the world, yeah. and when i find myself in the middle of a situation then the best thing i can do is facilitate the god coming so so all of these occurrences like john 11 all the miracles in the scripture they are jesus showing up someone went and got god and when someone goes against god it's going to be a it's the best scenario that you can possibly have even if he doesn't do anything so if the situation doesn't change, there's still comfort. There's still compassion. Whatever takes place is going to be a a good deal. And, you know, I woke up yesterday, Doug, and the first thing that happened is I had a, uh, a, a someone, a frantic mother reaching out saying, can you please get a hold of my son? He's suicidal. And so I had to deal with that while I was dealing with that. And I'm, I'm saying, God, please, I just woke up. Give me give me. Um, compassion right and then on the other side of it a missionary in a war-torn country reaches out and says what kind of materials do you have for for ptsd because we're dealing with soldiers and and people who have been just been through you know this horrible thing so that that kind of scenario that we as a christian find ourselves in the best case scenario is to say, Lord, I'm here to listen and to offer Jesus, because if we go get God, then this thing's going to turn out in the best possible way. And I don't know about you. I want the best for people. And so let's go ahead and get God. I'm feeling that that's, that's what compassion means is I, I, I want to I listen, you know, rejoice with them that rejoice, weep with them that weep, and then offer what I know about God. And by the way, if you're listening and they've already kind of had their cry, when they're done, they're wanting to know what you know about about hope. And boy, what a, what a life it can be if we uh, just kind of show up and, as it were, Paul said, in Christ's stead, bring Jesus.
1: Yeah, somebody go get God. And uh, I like yeah. that, brother. You had me thinking to myself, man, we need that in our lives. And sometimes we forget that. Don't underestimate what Kevin was just saying. Sometimes we, when we're in the midst of the craziness, when we're in the battle for our bodies, when we're in the battle for our minds, when we're in the battle for our lives, when we're lonely, when things are upside down, you know, our default, where we're in this world, our default is, well, let's do this to feel better. Let's hang with these people let's do that and then we think of mary and martha and somebody went and got jesus and 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 then we think about in the middle of grieving somebody got god and then let's take god with us and folks no matter what situation you find yourself in today go get god do exactly what kevin said somebody go get christ get on your knees pray talk to him um live with that great God because he He alone can bring us to where we're going. He alone shows us that compassion. He alone overcomes obstacles like a stone in the front of the tomb. He alone has timing that we need in our lives and Uh, We mentioned a little while ago, I I spoke a little bit about Psalm 23, that great verse. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And, And this is an intentional thing. It's saying, I will fear no evil because I have a great God, because I'm prayed up, because I'm with that God. It doesn't mean that I don't stop and I hit my knees and I'm hurt and I'm crazy. And I'm saying, God, why is this happening to me? It means that I've reached a point through prayer, through the Holy Spirit of God, working in my heart where I can say oh I fear no evil thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me do you serve that God today no matter what situation you're in fear no evil give yourself to God sit down right where you are bow your head and say Lord I need you today boy I need you today Lord help me get through this well folks make sure you come back tomorrow tomorrow we are hopping in tomorrow Lazarus uh, shows himself strong And the Lord calls him You don't want to miss that well, May you have a good night May God bless you
0: Thank you for listening to our broadcast At Health for Wounded Spirits We believe the Bible And place great importance On you having a personal relationship With your Lord and Savior The Bible delivers a clear And simple message of salvation Outlining how you can begin Your personal relationship Now First Recognize that you are a sinner as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.